people that just look at it from the money perspective, they're never going to win. It's not about the money. It's about helping people and truly being passionate about what you do. Are people going to play professional baseball if they hate baseball? Well, no. They're professional baseball players because they're passionate about actually playing that sport. Good day and welcome to the Leading with Nice interview series podcast. My name is Matthew Ewell and we want to help you inspire others, build loyalty and get results. I'm not going to preamble too much because I want to leave as much time for today's guest to talk and share some wisdom. Candace Schott, I'm going to let her do a little mini LinkedIn in a second. I often find myself when somebody asks me for advice, I'll often say, oh, I learned this from Candace. We do lunch about four times a year, and I always come back with like a you know mental notebooks worth of like ways to approach things. My favorite thing is, you know, I, I consider myself somewhat knowledgeable on like how to bring clarity to a workplace. You know, I did a master's just focusing on that in particular. And so I'll meet with Candace and she'll be explaining a uh, business problem. And I'll say, oh, here's a potential process or system you could work through. And then she de- describes how she's already actually implemented that just better. <laughs> and I love it because then I learn. It's great. Then I go home and I take it to other clients. It's so great. So Candace, welcome to the show. I've been so looking forward to having a chance to share your wisdom with our audience. Thanks, Matthew. I am so excited to be here because you know how much I love you and your family, of course. And I was really touched when you asked me to do this. So can you just describe what you're doing today, like your current role, and then just give a little little mini LinkedIn because I think that will help people understand that journeys aren't always linear. Sure. So I currently am a partner at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Toronto, which is an incredible opportunity in itself. I am also the broker record, which means I am basically the person who keeps agents out of trouble if they do come across trouble within their real estate career. And I also, uh, myself and my husband, are a real estate team. So we're full-time practicing agents. I'm a broker record and I'm a partner. So I have like three hats right now. So I originally started when I was 23. I got a job out of school at IBM. It was the most exciting things, of course, being that young and being hired directly to school at such an amazing company. I was over the moon. I thought I was going to be at IBM forever. Mm. While I was there, I was there for seven years. I did different types of jobs because at IBM, they want you changing departments. So you learn a lot about the business. So I got some amazing, amazing uh, training from IBM. I will forever be thankful for being there. And about six, seven years into my career, I was just getting a bit of an itch because I always thought I was going to own my own company and I wouldn't be doing that if I stayed at IBM. So I decided to take my real estate license while I still work there. So I was doing that at night while I was working full time at IBM during the day. And then I ended up winning a sales award this one quarter. It was August. I was in software sales at the time. And after I won this award, I was like, okay, I'm done. Uh, I literally quit the next day. My boss couldn't believe it. He was like, what can we do to keep you? And I said, you know, this has nothing to do with being here, but I need to pursue a career as an entrepreneur. And I really believed that real estate would allow me to do that. So I left IBM. I got into real estate. I was one of those people that thought if I tell everybody I'm in real estate, they're going to use me. And of course, six months goes by. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I end up basically running through all my money that I'd saved to leave IBM and actually had to get back into the service industry and started bartending again to make some money while I was trying to figure out real estate. 
So for the first four years of my real estate career, I had another job. I was in my early 30s. I was back in the service industry, bartending at night and doing real estate during the day. It took me about four years to figure out real estate where I could finally feel comfortable in leaving that comfy bartending job where I was, you know, it was a cash job and actually depend on myself to make a living out of real estate. It was an incredibly scary thing because as a realtor, what people don't realize is that they think all we do is sell houses, but actually we're business owners and we have all this stuff in the background that we have to do in order to get to show that house. Showing houses and selling houses is the smallest part of our job. And it took me four or five years to figure that out, that actually you're a business owner and your product happens to be homes. Once I figured that out, it allowed me to really grow in the industry. And here we are 17 17 years later, and I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I want to talk to you a bit about this mindset of real estate as a business, because I knew that being an entrepreneur is what drew you into this arena. What are some of the things in owning your own business and real estate being the product that attract you? Because you could also be an entrepreneur and open like a retail store or, you know, become a tradesperson or, you know, any number of things. So what is it about this in particular that really attracts you? I wanted the ability to create my own future, create my own destiny. I know that might sound cheesy, but I wanted to be able to control what my future looked like versus working in a corporation that controlled my future for me. Mm. Working in a corporation was, would never be a guarantee. My job may not be there in 20 years. Who knows? My, my uh, income would be limited working for somebody else. So I thought, you know, why not combine my love for being an entrepreneur with something that I'm going to love to do, which then will have money follow. Cause I'm a big believer that if you do what you love, money just will naturally come. Mm-hmm. And when I was 23, I sold my first condo. I owned my own condo at 23. And the agent had said to me, you should really be in real estate. You'd be awesome. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm at IBM. I have the best job in the world, which I did. I just never saw that happening. So that sale of my condo is what really made me think, wow, it's actually kind of cool. I could get into owning my own business, sell real estate, which looked at the time incredibly interesting and not have a cap on my income. I wanted the ability to make as much or as little as possible all while having my own schedule. If I wanted to work seven days a week, I could, if I wanted to holiday six, seven weeks a year, I could, because now I work for myself. So I love the idea of being able to, yeah, it's just controlling your own destiny. Basically it just was really attractive. And I feel really fortunate to have chosen real estate Because even though it took me an incredible amount of time to really figure it out and own the business that I really wanted to own, it was worth every minute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think one of the lessons I've learned from you that you use in real estate that a lot of entrepreneurs are small business owners. So if you're listening right now, here's uh, tip number one is boundaries. So you are really good at setting boundaries for yourself, but also very tactful when somebody's encroaching on those boundaries, which I think is great. So I don't want to give away too many of your secrets or anything, but I would ask Candace, I'm like, oh man, like I'm getting calls from clients at like, you know, 7 p.m. And they're like, oh, can we talk for two hours? And I want to sit down for dinner. And one of the tips Candace gave, she said, just tell them you're already booked. And I'm like, yeah, I am already booked. For dinner. With your family. It's pasta night. Like that that's priority number one. Yeah. So I really love the idea that, you know, instead of having to say to somebody like, well, no, you're infringing on my time. That's not good customer service. No. 
And I, like you, I believe in, I'm going to service you with white gloves, right? I really believe customer service is the basis of any incredibly successful business. Yes. But at the same time, if I am overworked, I'm not going to provide that service. Mm -hmm. So I believe in the balance of being able to do both, provide incredible service, but still have balance for family and friends and travel, Mm -hmm. which everybody else in the corporate world has. So why wouldn't we have that? Totally. Right? So I'm a big believer in balance and I truly believe it exists and you can protect your schedule and protect your time. But at the same time, when I'm working, I am working. Like I am all over it. But when I need a break, I definitely take one. Okay. So somebody is listening and they're like, hmm, set up my own hours, be able to set boundaries, make as much as or little as I want. I want to be a realtor. When somebody says to you, oh, I want to get into real estate, take us through your end of that conversation. I will, my first question is why? I want to get to the why do you think real estate's for you? I think that the general perception in the world when it comes to real estate agents is that you sell a house, you make a lot of money. And so a lot of people who say they want to do their license, that's all they see. They go, I can sell a house at X amount of dollars, make X amount of commission, and all of a sudden my life is great. What they don't realize is that in order to sell one house, it could take six to eight months to get there, sometimes two years of client nurturing. First of all, getting that client, nurturing, creating a relationship, connecting with that person that you want to help. And then all the back end that happens, we are still business owners who are doing administration, marketing, HR, sometimes counseling our clients. All those things all take place when it comes to dealing with clients. So the people that just look at it from the money perspective, they're never going to win because all they can see is money. They don't look at it from, okay, so I really truly want to be a business owner. I want to make a difference in people's lives. And I think I could do that in real estate. So if you're getting into this career thinking just, I'm going to make a whole bunch of money, that's not what this career is about. Hmm. There's only 1% of the agents in Toronto, 1% to 5% of the agents who actually truly run a business and run a profitable business. The other, God, 80% of those agents are lucky to sell a couple houses a year because they got into it for that, for that selfish reason of money. You got to get into this career thinking you're going to be a business owner and you're super passionate about wanting to own a business and helping people. This is the largest investment of people's lives. They're not looking at it from, oh, when you're done, you're going to make a bunch of money. They're looking at going, how are you going to help me achieve my dreams and do it in the best possible way? right? It's not about the money. It's about helping people and truly being passionate about what you do. I mean, are people going to play professional baseball if they hate baseball? Well, no, they're professional baseball players because they're passionate about actually playing that sport. If you're a volleyball player, you're not going to join a baseball team. So if you're somebody in one career thinking, I'm only going to join this team, technically real estate to make that kind of money, wrong reason. Because it will be the hardest career of your life if that's what you're in it for. You have to look at the biggest, the bigger picture and truly look at it as an entrepreneur and understand that the amount of hours that you're going to spend building this business is more hours than you would possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. You are Starbucks, Tim Hortons, uh, IBM, whatever, Joe Fresh. You're any of these business, you just happen to be in real estate. It's no different. We're just on a smaller scale as one person. But the work is there. And I think that people get in it not realizing just how much work there is. If you're listening to this now and you're like, well, I don't want to be a realtor. 
take out real estate from that and put your career, your employment place into that and ask your question, is this what I'm passionate about? Candace is passionate about helping people. I also, one thing I love about our conversations is your times in transition. And because you've had a handful of them, you worked at one brokerage for a, a decade. Mm-hmm. You left there and joined Berkshire. You moved from a small piece of that pie, like we just you were just going to be, you know, one piece of a cog to like a partner and really helping move the business forward. Do you have like three tips that you've used yourself when you're going through these transitions and pivots? Like, what are kind of some things you should be thinking about, regardless of the other side of the pivot? So this um, opportunity to become a partner here was by far the most exciting part of my career. I had spent my career knowing that I wanted to have some ownership and move into a different direction of real estate. I wanted the ability to, after all my time in real estate, help shape other people's lives who are getting into real estate. So being a partner and being able to help agents build their careers successfully was something I always wanted to do. I was very passionate about that. And I vocalized it year over year. So when I was at my old brokerage, I spent time helping the agents build. When I came here to Berkshire, I had the opportunity presented to me to do that. So I think that it's really important that you focus on, even though you're in your career right now, where do you want it to go? Mm -hmm. And I spent years wanting to be right here. And I can't tell you, I'm so excited about it, but I'm passionate about it. Like I'm working three jobs right now and I'm not like, oh, poor me. I'm like, I'm so excited and I can't believe I'm here. And I think it's really important that you sit back and be grateful for the opportunities that come your way because they come for a reason. I think being passionate is one. I think being hardworking. I think that when people are in real estate or they own their own business, it's really easy to step back and go, I need a break. I'm going to not start work till 12. I'm only going to work a couple of hours. Being an entrepreneur affords you that. But if you don't put in the hard work, you won't get to where you want to be. So I think passion first, hard work second. And then I think the teamwork aspect is huge. We have six partners here. We all have a common goal to build this business into something that we couldn't even fathom five years ago. And right now the team that's working towards that and it is incredibly cohesive and they're all passionate towards the same goal. So I think it's really important that you're passionate, that you're hardworking because you're going to have to put in hard work to plan for your retirement, to do all the things you want to do with your life. And then of course, having a team that's cohesive and just loves what they're doing and all have a common goal. I think those three would be the most important. So the one takeaway for me there is that uh, actually transitions don't just happen. The opportunity might appear and you might have a short period to make a decision, but you're saying you should be prepping for that well in advance. Yeah. Like you should be always looking ahead going, you know, yes, I'm in real estate. Yes, we have a real estate team, but what is it that you want to do 10 years down the road? Is it the same thing? If it is great for me, 10 years down the road is I want to be in ownership and I want to be affecting people's lives. And this is where I am now. I'm 46. I've been in the business for 17 years. And I am now in a position where I have the opportunity to help other people build and foster and grow their businesses. And I am so excited. Like this has been the most amazing career opportunity of my life. The end goal for you, if I can speak your words and you might want to refine it, like the end goal for you is like a really healthy relationship that speaks into you and your life as opposed to like, can I help you make some dollars? 
yeah, I'm not like, it's not about that for me. It's about, like you said, it's the relationships, it's the connections, it's the special people you meet throughout this process that become friends. Yeah. You know, I've traveled, I've had clients turn into friends and we've traveled together. We've been to weddings, we've been to funerals. You connect on a different level when you're dealing in real estate for two reasons. You're dealing with their most biggest expensive investment of their life. That's provides a lot of trust in each other and you spend a significant amount of time together. So you get to know each other. How can you not want to have a relationship after that? Right. So yeah. Yeah. And not everybody is going to be your BFF, but you really approach it with a posture that this could become one of the most important relationships of my life. Yeah. You don't know that at the outset. Well, look at you and I. You and I met, oh my gosh, what, 10 years ago, I think? 2005-ish, maybe? Or? Oh my God, even longer. Yeah, it's crazy. And we've been friends ever since. We just connected. Yes. We've never bought and sold a house together because your family hasn't moved. Yeah. But look at the relationship we fostered, which is amazing. In the early days when we first met, we had asked you to look at a property we were going to sell. We already had a realtor and he was a friend of yours. So it was okay. And I was like, hey, would you mind coming in with your eye and just telling us what we need to do? And you told us what to do and you told us what it would sell for. And I think it sold within like $3,000 of that. And that's at a time when like, if you could get within 15000 you were like, hey, bullseye. Yeah. And uh, my friend and I who owned the place together, we were like, this is crazy. And uh, I did text you in, in mid-2021 and be like, here's a house listed. We love it. And um, you just texted back, it's too good to be true. It's going to go for like 350 k more. And then it went for like 345 more. Like it was so bad. <laughs> and I'm like, this is from, I took a picture on my phone. <laughs> Anyhow. Okay. So people are going to want to be a part of your team now. Tell me who should... When they look in the mirror and if they see this, they should reach out to you. Um, if you are somebody who is incredibly personable, because let's let's face it, not everybody's personalities are meant to be in a sales type role. At the end of the day, you're a real estate agent, you're in sales, which means you need to be able to connect with people. You need to like people. No. Not everybody likes people. Not everybody's the introverted who want to be home and behind a computer, data, like that type of that's not a realtor. A realtor has to be willing to put themselves out there. They have to be willing to take rejection because there's a lot of it. Yeah. They have to be willing to nurture relationships for a long period of time. They have to be willing to provide a customer service level that will have people work with them and not the other 65,000 realtors we have in Toronto. So if you're somebody who's passionate about people, passionate of the sales process, and really, really want to build a career worth having and owning because you are the owner of your own career, those are the people that should be in real estate. I often will come across people in different companies and I'll, if, if they have one of those je ne sais quoi type personalities, I'll tell them, I'm like, have you ever thought about getting in real estate? Because you would be awesome. Mm. There are a few times where I've been on the phone, like I, my car just got hit a couple weeks ago, the TD rep that's been you know, helping me get the car fixed. His personality on the phone is amazing. And I told him that. I'm like, I don't know if anybody's ever told you this, but if you've ever thought of another career, you would be amazing in real estate. I'm like, your customer service is A1. Your tone of voice on the phone is incredible. You have a way of connecting with people without seeing them on the phone or out without meeting them face-to-face. Like, this guy was amazing. I'm like, if you ever think of a career in real estate, call me. <laughs> amazing. Where do people find out about what's the website? What Where do where they find you? 
Um, well, for us, uh, we're at shothomes.com. They can Google Shot Homes or the Shot Team. We are all over Google. Um, if people are interested in real estate as a career, um, I believe the courses are now with Humber College. Uh, some people are able to fast track that. Otherwise, if you have another job, fast tracking may not be the way to go because you have obviously have another job. It might take you a year, year and a half to finish. But I do know some people who have fast tracked it in under a year. And then I would suggest that they go and sit down and talk to a few realtors. Chances are, if you're thinking of getting into the business, you know people in the business. Mm-hmm. Before you sign up and pay for that course, mm-hmm. it's really a great idea to pick a couple of realtors and say, listen, I'd love to take you for coffee so I could pick your brain and see if real estate is for me. Real estate is not for everybody. As much as everybody out there thinks it is and everyone's taking the real estate course, I promise you, this career in this industry is tough and it's definitely not for everybody. Yes, 100%. Candace, thank you so much, man. This is one of those episodes I'm sure will be re-listened to a few times. Only you can pack an hour's worth of great insight into 20 minutes. I so appreciate it. I'm like, I got stuff to do, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, for you listening at home, I never ask this, and my producer always gets mad at me. If you like this podcast, if you find it valuable, would you leave a, a review for us on iTunes? That really helps other people take notice of it and have the chance to listen. And uh, ultimately, we do this because we want to help others be at their best. So if you could do that, that'd be really helpful. Also, a handful of people help put this together. Naomi is our assistant. She helps schedule, helps write questions. Amber is, if you've heard, like Slack notifications going off. Amber is like taking care of clients in the background, letting me hang out and chat with friends. Uh, Jamie Hunter, if you see this on social media, he's the guy who put it all together. Jeff Anhorn, if you see video of this, he's our video person and he's done a great job. And Austin Pomeroy, who has been like since day one on the podcast, making it sound awesome. Dude, I'm so appreciative for for all you do. And of course, Allison upstairs, she, uh, the unofficial employee of Leading with Nice that uh, lets me bounce ideas offer. So thank you to all of them. Candice, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Say hi to Allison for me. I will do. All right, we'll talk to you next time. Have a great day.